Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 95 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Eva, and I hope our chat will help in that your passion towards a STEM career. Eva earned a PhD degree in quantum chemistry and quantum mechanics. She has done research as a professor and then went back to work for Exxon as a technical sales representative and then into a procurement manager position. Eva believes that STEM is the best foundation for any career as you can always layer on top and take different directions. Welcome to the show, Eva. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. So... I was uh, born in Czechoslovakia, in Europe, and then I studied quantum chemistry at uh, the Charles University in Prague. And then I moved to Holland when I became professor at the university. And then I got a job at uh, Exxon, and I moved around the world. And today I'm retired. Uh, I live in Texas. In Houston, I have two ch- two adult children and two dogs and husband. <laughs> and a husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Eva. Hey, and I'm I'm glad you're on the show, Eva, because you know, you've got a lot of experience. You're now retired. And we've in the STEM on Fire podcast, it goes from from folks that have just graduated college, even some that are still in college, all the way to retirement. So we get the full gamut of experience here. And what I really like is that we have not had a quantum chemist on the show yet. And I'd like you, Eva, to go into what quantum chemistry is and what quantum mechanics is, if you could. Yes, sure. So quantum chemistry, obviously, is a a branch of chemistry. And it is studying the very, very smallest particles around us. Uh, It's studying the atom and even smaller than atom. And um, the exciting about quantum chemistry is that the particles that it is studying are that small that they actually do not behave exactly like matter. They behave a little bit like piece of something, but also a little bit as a wave. And they also are not able to accept or to give out energy uh, like we do continuously. It's giving it out in, what would they say, in in quantum, let's say, in jumps. So it is very, um, it is a science that is um, very much related, I would say, to math. But from the other side, very much uh, related to relativity and I would say even to philosophy. So it is a very um, exciting uh, science um, that I think was very interesting when I was studying, but I believe it got even more interesting and more exciting exciting today because with the help of computers, we are allowed to understand much more than we were able to back in my times. All right. Thanks for that, Eva. And I want to dig in a little bit further on that. So, you know, you touched on that you said that quantum chemistry and quantum mechanics is, is really kind of math and, and maybe concepts of waves. So if, if there's somebody in, in STEM Nation that's, that really likes the hands-on, I really like, I really like STEM because it's hands-on, it's touchy-feely, um, you know, where you can touch it and feel it, I, I'm thinking quantum chemistry is something that you really can't touch and feel. Is that, is that true? Could you dig into that a little bit? Um, 
Well, you, no, you cannot touch and touch and feel it. Uh, but that does not really matter uh, that it is something um, completely uh, theoretical. Uh, in fact, the uh, quantum chemistry, the concepts of quantum chemistry are used in many aspects of today's life, like, uh, for example, in lasers, uh, like, for example, in MRI, which is magnetic resonance imaging, which is used a lot, for example, uh, in hospitals. So, uh, no, you cannot touch it with your hands, but it does not mean that there are uh, many uh, applications of quantum chemistry in daily life, if this answers your question. Yeah. And so, so Eva, um, if somebody's like, I, I really like chemistry, uh-huh. would, would quantum chemistry be a discipline that they should go focus on? What is the difference between chemistry and quantum chemistry? It really is uh, the, um, I would say that, well, it depends on what chemistry we are talking about. If we talk about analytical chemistry and quantum chemistry, I would say that the real difference really is the hands-on. You obviously will not be able to go to the lab and distill an electron. That's that's not possible. So um, that's the difference there. Uh, I think the other difference is that quantum chemistry goes much more in direction of math, maybe, uh, and physics. The application uh, would be uh, more in the... um, analytical uh, level maybe i would say it goes more in the direction of electrical engineering i would say it's it goes more in the uh, if you look uh, uh, biology chemistry physics and math then quantum chemistry would tend to be much more in direction of uh, physics and math and for example, biochemistry would be obviously much more in the direction of biology. So it's, if you're interested in biology, I would say probably quantum chemistry is not for you. If you love math, if you love calculus, then uh, quantum chemistry is for you. All right, thanks for that, Eva, and that background. So Eva, it, it sounds like for quantum chemistry, it, it's very, very deep, and it, and it feels like if you're going to do something, if you want to do something really deep into quantum chemistry, it sounds like you really need a PhD for this versus just a bachelor's degree or even just a master's degree. Yes, I would agree. I think that if you uh, really uh, fall in love with quantum chemistry, it will naturally uh, lead you to to the decision uh, to uh, study further and gain the PhD degree. All right. Thanks, Eva. And we're going to transition now. We're going to go into kind of a story because you went from from teaching, being a professor in quantum chemistry into working for Exxon as a technical sales rep. So it's like you went from teaching into sales. Could you take us on that journey and how that progressed? Yeah. So I think um, I always like uh, to work in a group of people. Um, I always like to learn Um, I always like to teach. So um, when I was a professor, I always uh, 
tend to learn from my students, to listen to them. And of course, uh, being a professor, doing research and teaching, I, I was always teaching and I really enjoyed that. But I always had the feeling, I always wanted to go further, to uh, not to stay in one job, but to, to develop myself. So the uh, next step to go um, to sales was really very exciting for me because many of the things that I uh, learned when I was teaching, listen to people, uh, explain, try to explain things uh, in a way um, that does not complicate the issue, but rather uh, simplifies the issue. That was what I have learned while teaching, and I could very well applied it uh, when I was in sales because the listening, uh, prepare yourself well when you want to explain something to somebody for whom maybe the subject is completely new. These are things that I took with me uh, from being a professor and being a teacher uh, into uh, being a, um, a sales representative and uh, seeing new people uh, making them understand me not only professionally but also as a person and trying to find that connection between two people that helps uh, to work with with new people people I did not know before yeah and, and, and stem nation Eva touched on a lot of really good points there you know she she brought out that that teaching and sales are, are kind of related because in teaching you have to listen to the questions that are coming in and in sales you have to listen to what the customer is saying and also in sales it, it you're you're educating people and, and and helping them out and you're trying to explain things not in a way that makes you sound really really smart but you're trying to explain things in a way that the person that you're talking to can actually understand it so Eva, you're absolutely right. Teaching and sales go hand in hand because the skills are very, very similar. Oh, I agree. I agree. And you you said this one thing I absolutely love, and that's um, you should not necessarily try to say things that make you seem smart. Um, sometimes it's even much better, you know, in sales and in teaching to go to the background of the discussion, not to be the leading person because that helps. And if it's a, uh, a customer or if it's a student, it helps the student to be comfortable, uh, to, to, be, to not be scared to ask questions. It opens this, the discussion. And at the end, uh, I always say the, the professor is uh, successful if both the professor and the student are happy, and it's the same in sales. You made a good sale when your customer and you are happy. Absolutely. Absolutely, Eva. Thanks for bringing that out. All right, Eva, we're going to go to another story, and we're going to go to an aha moment that you had, something that would be interesting for STEM Nation, you know, maybe something that you turned into success. Um. I think my first aha moment uh, was when I read a book about relativity. And it was a book for children, young children. And it explained uh, the relativity in the term of two trains. Uh, they are driving the same speed and in the same direction. And in both trains is sitting a passenger. And it explained that for the passengers, it would feel like if the trains were not moving at all. And I thought, 
wow, this is very interesting. And then it explained when the trains would go the opposite direction, it would feel to the passengers if, if they are driving twice as fast. And that was the theory of relativity. That was my first exposure uh, to theory of relativity and to Mr. Einstein. And from that on, I decided I really want to understand this. I want to understand it, how it would uh, translate to mathematics. And from that moment, I decided I want to study something in science, something related to math and something related to relativity. So many years later, here I was studying quantum chemistry. And, and Eva, you know, I'm going to say that you're retired now. And yes. I, I don't guess ages, so, but I'm going to guess that back when you were thinking about going to college and thinking of going into science, that even today, you know, there's people who say, oh, women shouldn't be in science. And even back a number of years ago, I'm sure it was even more so that way. How did you get from wanting to be in science and actually going into a STEM degree uh, back when you went into college? I think that... Um the most important and my first and most important inspiration was my father. Uh, my father was an engineer. He absolutely uh, loved physics. Uh, he loved math. And he, well, I was his only daughter, so he, um, an only child. So he naturally uh, kind of gave his love for math, uh, or he passed uh, the, his love for math and uh, and physics uh, to me. And for him, uh, he was a um, very modern father. Um, uh, and for him, it, re he, it really did not matter if I was a girl or if I was a boy, because he always say we have the same brains. And if you have good brains, and if you love math by wouldn't you do that? And um, I never experienced the, the, the feeling or the, the opinion that girls might not be studying uh, STEM because it's more for boys. I grew up, you study whatever you like. And if you like uh, philosophy, you study philosophy. And if you like math, you study math. And it doesn't matter if you boy or if you girl. So I never really thought about it. And I would encourage every girl to study what she likes. And if it happens to be math and if it happens um, to be science, go for it. It's fun and it's wonderful. Absolutely. Thanks, Eva. And we're going to take a quick pause. And we're going to thank our sponsor, Audible, who's offering a free audiobook. You can head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get a free audiobook of your choosing. If you decide to cancel within 30 days, there's no cost and you get to keep the audiobook. And Eva, it is lightning round time. Are you ready? Yes. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? To work hard. I think, uh, to be honest to myself and um, to be honest to others, to never ever lie. I would say to listen to advice, but... Uh, not to listen to it uh, completely blindly, to surround myself with people I trust, I respect, and I love, and who love me. And that it's not important how many friends or colleagues you have, but it is very important 
how much you trust them and how much you like them. And I think at the end, my father always told me, have fun. And whatever you do, enjoy it and have fun. Do a lot of sports, stay healthy, care about your body because that will help. If you have a healthy body, you will also have a healthy brain. And a book, Eva, that you would recommend? I would recommend any book uh, from writer that uh, probably uh, the listeners would not know. His name is Karol Čapek. And um, Karol Čapek is the inventor of the word robot. And he invented that word in 1920 uh, in one of his most famous works, which is called R.U.R., So I would recommend to read any of his books. Uh, They are really um, fantastic, exciting, and um, they cover everything from if you like gardening, he talks about gardening, and uh, if you like travel, he writes about travel, and if you like science fiction, for example, that one about robots, well, this is the writer for you. All right, and you can check the show notes on stemonfire.com to find that. And Eva, as we wrap up here, can you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we will say goodbye. Do sports, because sports help a lot in the real life. They will teach you how to work in a group of people, how to win, and how it is to lose. You have to stay healthy, STEM Nation. You need you need to you need to actually allocate the time to work out because if you don't, it's probably not going to happen. I hope you enjoyed that chat today with Eva. You can head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion in STEM.